Ben Smith, I'm a photographer, and this is my podcast, A Small Voice, Conversations with Photographers. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, how's it going? You okay? Yes? Excellent, good to know. This is Ben, this is my podcast, A Small Voice Conversations with Photographers. Thanks for joining me for episode 58, which is one of a series of occasional special editions. A few bits of housekeeping before I introduce the episode. If you like the podcast, you can sign up for a small monthly recurring payment or make a one-off donation at bensmithphoto.com slash a small voice. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, that takes about 30 seconds. If you have a shite website and you need a good one, I can design and build your new Squarespace website for you and show you how to manage it yourself from then on. Ugh. What else? I'm going to try and blog a bit. Thanks for the comments and the positive and supportive reactions to last week's post, which I was very touched by. Uh, so once a fortnight on the non-podcast Wednesday, providing I can think of something to write about, there will be a blog post at bensmithphoto.com slash wisdom is found. Dispatches from the Frontline in the War Against Midlife Nihility is the subtitle. It sounds a bit fucking depressing, doesn't it? But it certainly isn't meant to be, and I will try to ensure that it isn't. If you can come up with a better subtitle than that, please get in touch. Finally, a quick mention for a Kickstarter project. Monique Jacques is raising funds for her book Gaza Girls, Growing Up in the Gaza Strip which will be published by Photo Evidence, provided she gets the funding. If you want to check that out and pre-order a copy, just go to Kickstarter and search Gaza Girls, that's G-A-Z-A, obviously, and it'll pop right up. Looks like a really nice project, and more or less any project that documents the lives of the people of Gaza or the occupied territories is okay with me, frankly. So, this episode is a special from Offspring Photo Meet, an annual gathering here in London, described by founder Mimi Malika as a portfolio review on steroids, but also as a kind of micro-photo festival. So I went down there to sample the atmosphere and see what it was all about, to find out what had brought people down there, and to try and answer the question of what exactly is the point of a portfolio review anyway. And I also recorded the evening activities, which, in case it isn't clear, the bit that features Laura El Tentawe, previously of this parish, is basically Laura doing a thing with some musicians, um, which uh, involves her reading excerpts from her new photo book. And obviously she was showing images at the same time, which you cannot appreciate on the podcast, but you will get a sense of it. So just in case that wasn't clear, hope you get something out of it. Mimi. Yes, Ben. Just you know I love you. Explain to us briefly, yeah. what is Photomeet? Photomeet is, uh, I always have two ways to explain what Photomeet is. And one way is, uh, um, it's a, a portfolio review on steroids, because you organize talks and uh, workshops and panels and parties and this and that. And another would be a tiny uh, but super powerful festival, you know. It's really not a festival yet because it doesn't have the status of being a festival. There is the, both uh, um, aspects, the vocational, the vocational and the artistic one, that are blending beautifully because of the social aspect of the photo meet. No? So people come in here, they get the work reviewed, 
they hang out, they peer review the work, they get to know more reviewers than what they have bargained for because everyone is hanging out in the same room and everything, everyone is super relaxed apart from me of course and the organizing team which is amazing uh, and uh, so we, we we have two days of a fantastic, wonderful time. Let me, let me grab Freddy. Freddy is uh, my partner in crime. We are both running Photometer together with an amazing team of people that are volunteering to help us out. Mm. Uh, and uh, Freddy is, uh, you know... Freddy, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Freddy Spencer. I uh, run an agency called 2020. Wicked agency, amazing. Wicked agency. And uh, I've been part of the family since the uh, beginning. Uh, I'd like to think of myself as the, well, I'm the sort of, I'm the cold Scandinavian to the uh, hot-blooded Sicilian. Yeah, that makes sense. That's you know? a good combination. You need something to, 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 to offer that uh, antidote to Mimi's uh, Italian hot-bloodedness so I, I, it seems to me what you're basically saying is people get quite a lot of bang for their buck because they're, they're paid for portfolio reviews but because there's a lot else going on you know there are opportunities to talk to all kinds of people do you remember when you first had the idea for doing this yes tell me well I was approached uh, uh, by uh, the, the owner of uh, premises some amazing premises in on the canal where I live by where I live and this is a co-working space uh, that uh, had, uh, you know, cutting-edge uh, facilities uh, like projectors and white walls and this and that. And I was asked to do an exhibition and or a workshop. But because there wasn't an institution behind and doing another workshop or another exhibition like that, it was a bit uh, st sterile. And so because I always loved to party, I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to call all my friends. So, Freddy... Giacomo Brunelli, Joanna Nurot, Simon Bainbridge, Monica Liende, uh, Kate Edwards, uh, um, uh, Polly Braden, David Campa, all of them. Uh, and I said, uh, let's, talk, let's do something together. So we met, and the first meeting was beautiful at the Proud Archivist in a bar in East London. We met all together. And you had la creme de la creme of the photography industry in London. Well, my own entourage, because, uh, you know, the editorial to say yeah. because the, still we didn't have the, 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 the branch out to the commercial advertising world that Freddy is beautifully bringing in, uh, inside so we, we were all together we knew each other from Arle we knew each other from the works that we were doing and we, uh, we, we just said listen let's do something together where we call photographers to have the portfolio reviewed by us and uh, we will also have uh, host some talks about some hot issues uh, related to ed editing uh, your work or uh, digital versus uh, uh, analog. And nothing went to plan, really. But everything worked out beautifully and people cried when, after the, the second day was over. It was so successful that everyone said, when are you going to be there doing the next one? And we had no, do you remember, Freddy? We had no intention, no plan of doing a second or a third or a fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, that was just a one-off. So it sort of really was a very organic thing. And, and, yes. and in fact, you know, so yeah, you, you, the space came first and then the idea for how to use it came second. But it's something that we've also talked about for a lot. I mean, we've done reviews on both sides, both yeah. as you know, the photographer and the reviewer and vice versa. Been to lots of reviews all over and we talked a lot about how, you know, 
there was always something missing. Either they were you didn't get to see the right people, or they were too short, or they were too long, or there was no breaks in between, or there was no mints on the table, or little things like that. And we always talked about how it'd be nice. And also, there wasn't really much of a environment in London, despite the fact that we produce some of the best photographers here. We've got Photo London, and other than that, there really isn't that. I mean, there's a few things. Yeah, there are a few uh, satellite. You know, Photo Forum is great because they organize the monthly talk. Yeah. Uh, then there is in Brighton uh, uh, Mini Click. Uh, but really, there wasn't a comprehensive exactly. event in London. There was, uh, you know, so also a, a social gathering. That brings together all the different aspects of our industry. That was really important for us. And also because we represent sort of slightly different aspects of the industry but we're friends and we have lots of people who come from lots of different parts of the industry and we like the idea of bringing people together yeah. and, 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 and exchanging ideas and you know opinions yeah what is the value of, of having a portfolio review in this day and age you know when work can be easily seen remotely um, on a website or whatever it's a, it's a big time commitment for the for the people who've got a look at the work you know photo editors where they've got other stuff to do is it still a relevant thing? More than ever, because uh, what what is what the world and the industry is missing is the human contact. Right. So yeah. I can I can send you an email and, and say, oh look at my stuff online. But if I haven't seen you, if I haven't talked to you, you know, if I was an editor, I, I wanted uh, I, I would have wanted uh, I would have preferred to commission someone who I have physically met with. I know he's not a psycho. I know he's uh, someone that has a certain kind of aspects in his character or her character that are good for certain kind of things. Mm. And the photographer can also show much more because one thing is what you present online. One other thing is what you can present uh, physically. And also, this is only, only from the pitch aspect of the review. But the reviews m mostly are you know, having a proper sit-down of 20 minutes with someone to seek advice, explore new possibilities that your work can lead you to. You know, so we have, you can come in here and pitch work, get commission, get advice, and these are together super valuable aspects. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I think I'd like to think if I was on that side of the table I have the same view that you know you've got to meet someone personally and see who they are as a person everyone knows you know who can shoot and you know whether someone's reached a certain level of competence as far as the photography goes but I'm just wondering whether those people you know who are commissioning feel the same way or do they just feel like it's a pain in the ass having to see photographers what, what from your perspective Freddie what, how do you feel about it as an agent I think it's incredibly valuable to in this day and age there's so many photographers in London and, and the way that we communicate so quickly with emails and Instagram, whatever else, that, as Mimi says, that human touch is missing, and that's the real key thing, making those kind of connections with people, being able to break down barriers. If you're an editorial photographer and you think, I'd like to break into advertising, to be, actually, to be able to sit with someone like Daniel Morey, Sarah Thompson, people who can be very difficult to get a meeting with, but come and sit with them, get to know them, it is really invaluable and, and, and it may open the door to a commission uh, if nothing else it means the next time you send an email to them they'll know who you are right. and, and that is really valuable and it's a relationship that you can then build on because we're lost if we don't have the human connection mm. in our industry we're totally lost yeah yeah for instance uh, one, uh, me <clears throat> I'm friend with the man you know 
Tim, Tim Clark is my friend, right? And I remember when I showed him, uh, not at a review, at, in my place, my work, and uh, having uh, someone like Tim being able to offer his own perspective on your work allowed me to look at and consider things that I would have never seen before. So this is an aspect uh, that is fundamental as well. You, the, the, uh, take out the pitch, take out the commercial thing, uh, you are still remaining with the, the, another perspective into your work, which is totally... Yeah, so like you say, someone might point something out that hadn't occurred to you that suddenly, exactly. you know, the penny drops and you realise, yeah, actually, exactly. no, I should take that picture out or exactly, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, oh, but you can do this. Or, oh, your character is like that. Oh, I can see something that you don't see. Yeah, and also they might like the stuff that you're expecting them to hate and hate the stuff you're expecting them to like. Yes, you never exactly, really know what exactly. Right. I think also photographers are notoriously bad at sharing their work and, uh, you know, getting their work criticised by other by the photographers or the professionals and so I think it really helps having an environment here not only whether you're doing the reviews or not or whether you're just here as you can see around you people are showing work and sharing work yes it's incredibly invaluable yeah. to have that kind of feedback as you say like totally. you have your team you know yeah yeah and I think for the people who are doing the reviews I think also they you know they they may find they might unearth a new talent or they may you know get exposed to some a new project that might be interesting or they can yeah hopefully it's a two-way street you know yeah, they yeah. get something uh, interesting out of it as well oh look uh, you know uh, Oxtomi Press published a book from Freya yeah. Najade who they met here yeah she so, did a book about uh, the, the, the Hackney Canal. Canal yes so these are things these are the offsprings that we look uh, uh, with amazing uh, awe because this is what really we are about, creating a wonderful positive connections. We're like yeah. a, we are matchmaking. <laughs> yes, yes. We're happy right. when, the, when the marriages happen, yes, when the yes. babies get born. All right, well, thanks, fellas. Um, I will um, mooch about and see what's happening, and uh, yeah. we'll talk later. Thank you. This room where they're doing the portfolio reviews is completely... Um, buzzing with activity at all times and there's like what about 20 round tables in here and at each table is one of the reviewers and um, they're 25 minutes each the review so it's kind of a changeover it's all quite slick because they've got to keep it on track obviously and um, that's what they do they sit there and uh, they bang through people and it's a long day they're all day and um, there's a few breaks and all that but yeah, they really get to see quite a lot of work and um, it all sort of seems to run very smoothly. There's quite a lot of people volunteering their time and yeah, Mimi's got this thing running on rails, I think. It's, it's, it's very impressive. Um, the range of people who are doing the reviews is, is also, you know, there's quite a diversity. You've got a lot of editorial people, people who are picture editors on the um, colour supplements uh, here in the UK um, the main national broadsheet magazines you've got um, people who are from more of a kind of fine art background people uh, who are curators and that kind of stuff uh, Martin Osborne from Hoxton Mini Press uh, a photographer himself and a publisher of photo books yeah various picture editors as I've already said and um, there's the little five-minute call to tell everyone that it's nearly time to change over. 
and then there's a big uh, kind of musical chairs so that's how it works and uh, it's, it's a nice energetic atmosphere I really like it but also in the other room while people are waiting to do their um, portfolio reviews we'll go in there now there's a chance to kind of relax a little bit and show um, work sort of more informally really and a little exchange of ideas and a lot of photo chat see everyone's engaged in conversation Travis of uh, Photo Forum fame you're here to do some reviews to actually have some reviews just explain to me because you're actually quite an experienced photographer and I, I suppose in my own head it's something that people might be seeking uh, guidance on who are less experienced what is your reason for, for wanting your work um, looked at? Um, yeah the portfolio reviews are generally people come in straight out of university or quite early on in their career um, to do these kind of review days and I think they're really really useful for that something that I definitely did and I haven't done for quite a few years um, the main reason that I chose to come along and do both days of reviews here is partly to support the fantastic work of Photomate but also because there's a number of people in a field in the advertising world who are doing reviews here today who I haven't got any contact with so the chance to see and be introduced to people who don't know me or I don't know them and it's really difficult to get in the doors with the very first time I think that the people that I see here today there's a good chance that in the months to come it'll be much easier to go and have a, a longer conversation with them and um, build a, a, an awareness of my work so this is kind of a first introduction so it's very much about expanding your sort of uh, field of contacts to a different um, area you know to, to the commercial world whereas you're really kind of m mainly familiar with the editorial world I suppose yeah absolutely um, I'd say pretty much all of the people who are reviewing here from the editorial world I know um, and many of the advertising world I've, I've never met before uh, so yeah just getting that first contact is is really really yeah, useful yeah. and it's worth paying for because like you say if you just phone them up cold it's not going to be so easy to get to see them. Huh, that's good. And I like that. There's a lot of humility in that, Travis, you know, to be able to, as a, as a, as a photographer who's, you know, pretty experienced professional, to go, well, fuck it, I'm going to get in there and, and, and sit there and talk to someone as though maybe I'm, you know, less experienced than I am. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in that world, I am less experienced. Right. So their advice on the, my portfolio and where I'm, how I'm presenting my work to the advertising field is really really helpful um, and it's a great environment to do that rather than going you know you finally manage to book a meeting it takes months and months to do you go into an ad agency and they flip, flick through your book and you haven't got it right because you've put the wrong stuff in your book right right so you're getting a sort of heads up in advance as it were um, by doing this because you the, the advice that you get you can then take away with you and maybe completely change the, the, the stuff that you've got in that folio yeah absolutely yeah. Hi, I'm Silvana Trevali, and I'm the, what, what do I say? Well, I take it you're a photographer, Silvana. <laughs> I'm Silvana Trevali, I'm a photographer, and um, I'm here. I'm, I'm almost graduating in July. Okay, you're still at college? Yes. 
and you won something which enabled you to come here and 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 partake of these reviews for free what was the thing you won the hey phr bursary award okay great so what was your expectation I and mean, what are you hoping to get from this experience well i just i come really here really humble i am expecting of course to meet ex- excellent people have really good opinions and just get help to how to improve my work and hopefully they remember my work sometime in the future and commissions and things <laughs> okay so you're going to sort of establish some relationships that will hopefully carry on what kind of work do you do well i at the moment i do either fashion and i do documentary work and my major project is about venezuelan women uh, i'm empowering the women of my country uh, in that, uh, that are immersed in the situation in venezuela which is where i'm from uh, but then I also do fashion, commercial work on the side. So which people are you particularly interested in talking to here? Well, uh, uh, publishers mainly and magazine editors as well, mm. which both really helped me to get my work out there. Yeah. So what, uh, what have people said so far that you've spoken to? Well, really good uh, positive feedback, which is excellent. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they really like my work. Uh, they can see that I'm passionate about it and they, of course they give me feedback and how to just just keep going mainly really. Yeah, but you've got quite a, 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 an interesting combination of things because documentary is one distinct thing and fashion is a, is a very distinct thing. Those two things very rarely mix. How are you going to proceed with that? Well, I mainly I focus in portraiture, documentary portraiture. So I guess with my fashion, I get good understanding of the light and I'm good with talking to people and just connecting with the people that I'm photographing. So I guess with fashion, it's more about the clothing, but then at the same time, you're also photographing a person most of the time. So I guess it's a connection. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, at your stage in life, you can, you know, experiment with different things and then perhaps make decisions further down the line. You don't have to immediately decide which way to go. How, what is your hope for your Venezuela project? Do you, I presume you would like to get that published or something so that people um, get to see that story. Yeah, definitely published is the biggest thing I want and hopefully exhibit it at some point. Uh, just and mainly just get the situation of my country to be known and noticed more yeah. so we can help more help in Venezuela cool okay well good luck with that have a good time at this thing and I hope uh, you get some you know useful feedback and uh, maybe we'll talk again later on I guess picks them up or something. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Everyone's looking at each other's folios and getting feedback. It's quite a nice vibe, you know. It's not just formal um, folio reviews from people who are, you know, setting themselves up as <laughs> experts. Hiya. Um, but, you know, people have made little dumb book dummies and stuff and they're looking at those. And uh, I like that. I like that. I remember that was something that used to happen in Perpignan. I think it might happen at Arles as well. Hey, are you smoking a spliff? No, uh, no, no. Okay. I know, it's a that's a big roll-up. Yeah, I know. I was thinking, uh, wow, that's uh, oh, fair play to you if you are. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that someone was uh, smoking tobacco and not something else. Hi there, my name is Michael Goldray. Uh, I'm a street photographer. Uh, I have a website at microsketch.com. Oh, good plug. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> people can, people can see, go, and, go and see your stuff. Um, 
so you're one of the people who who's doing some some folio reviews and and you've not done this this before this is the first time you've been a part of this process yeah that's correct and uh, i was kind of overwhelmed yesterday at the prospect of showing my work to Simon Bainbridge from the British Journal of, Journal of Photography as my first person. Right. Why, why Simon? Or just because of just general nervousness about the whole thing? Uh, he seemed like a, a big name and yeah. I thought I, I really wish I hadn't picked him as the first person but he was very nice. Yeah, yeah. I didn't sleep very well the night before. So, so you were genuinely <laughs> quite anxious about the whole thing? Yeah, very much so. And why is that? Is it about sort of just having your work, you know, that kind of vulnerability of having your work judged right in front of you? Yes. I mean, I, I have had my work judged by quite a well-known photographer previously who i won't name and i it took me a few months to get over how harsh his judgment was really (laughs) yeah was that sort of tough love or was he being kind of unnecessarily um you know uh, uh, you know undiplomatic um i I think he was just being yeah brutally honest brutally honest (laughs) is brutally honest the way to go though um ultimately i Mm, it's hard to say I, I, I think for me uh, you know I didn't take really any photos after that for a while but wow so I really beat you up yeah it, it did so was it a, was it a street photographer uh, not not so much a street photographer. No, okay, it wasn't um, Matt Stewart. No, Matt wouldn't. No, no, I, I have he wouldn't met have done him, that. But okay. he he's he's been nice. So it was a famous he broke my phone charger once. Oh, he did. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's <laughs> like that. Um, but, uh, but but I think um, it, importantly for me, it kind of really showed the fact that I then did want to kind of return to things after that. Right. Really highlighted. Yeah, because you, ultimately yeah. you've got to just like you know man up and go go back out there. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? Um, he. Well, I was kind of presenting my work, and I'd, you know, I'd be saying, "Oh, th- this is one of my favourites. I love this one." And he, he would be like, "Oh, well, we'll be the judge of that." Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I, I can't remember. I've probably blanked most of it from my memory, to be honest. Are you sort of you're kind of pure out and out street photographer, as far as you're concerned? Yeah, yeah. And mostly. what what qualified him to judge you in that respect? Well. Just the Hope, fact that hopefully nothing. Right, okay, yeah, <laughs> he's no. one. Of, he's one of the Magnum guys. Right. So right. you know, hearing that from a you know organisation you're a sort of big fan of is yeah, I can understand. Devastating. <laughs> but you've got to have a thick skin as a photographer. I know. I know that's true. Yeah. And and I one important thing I've learnt is just how subjective photography can be. And there were photos in there that I then had nominated for the Miami Street Photography Festival last year, which I met Martin Parr at. He's one of my heroes and he he said one of my works was one of his favorites there so well there you go yeah. so that just it's goes to show you have to keep on plugging away and you know you, you, you say it, it is a very subjective yeah it's important and my girlfriend the, normally the photos i show her that she hates they're the ones everyone else loves so i have to kind of you know i'm, I'm showing her my photos thinking oh, i hope she hates this one right 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 <laughs> yeah yeah to judge it so what other reactions have you had to this were you here yesterday yeah what yeah. kind of what, what's, what's been useful or was anything this famous Magnum guy who was a bit harsh <laughs> said, was anything that he said actually constructive and useful um, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't mentioned this just in case he listened to this podcast oh, I don't care you haven't uh, named him <laughs> that's true or her is it uh, too late to be, say that no, it's, no, it's far too late <laughs> right. it's obviously a bloke yeah <laughs> okay. um, well he, he did give lots of useful so this was a, a workshop um, he did g- give lots of general advice that has been very useful um, so I have been following that and right. in, in fact a lot of it's come in useful today in terms of photo selection and sequencing What kind of advice have you been given about 
well either that or anything else um well some of it has been sort of me figuring it out myself so i've been preparing for the offspring photo meet for a good few weeks now and as well as kind of ordering all of my sort of large prints i've, I've kind of got smaller versions of them all printed and i stuck them all up on my wall david allen harvey style i even copied his blue sellotape if you're, if you're watching his Instagram stories at the moment, that's a great way to learn about photo sequencing. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I kind of had them on my wall and thought, hang on, I'm only going to get 20 minutes with each person. I've got way too many photos here. Um, so it's a, it's a very good way to sort mm. of weed stuff out. And what's your objective in being here? Is it just to get um, some kind of constructive criticism or are you actively looking to get the work published? What is it? Yeah. Uh, it's a mixture of things, uh, uh, primarily getting feedback from people I respect. Um, also, I, I mean, I have been asking all of them, you know, I, the people I've chosen to meet today are people who I would love to have my work published by the company they work for, but so I have been asking them if they'd be interested in it. Uh, also, it's a great uh, organisation to kind of meet, you know, meet contacts at, so yeah. I've made friends with a few people already. I made friends at one of the previous ones with the winner with uh, Tamsin Green, one of the previous winners, and met up with her recently to get some advice. So it's a great place to make contacts, contacts as well. Yeah, and I think this, you know, this is the old story is just like anything else. It is all about that. It's all about meeting people and you know being sociable. All right, nice talking. Yeah. Um, good luck with it. I hope you don't get any more kind of <laughs> unpleasantness. I hope everyone is is constructive, but you know, tough love and all that. Yeah. Good Thank to meet you, you Michael. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Um, I am Cheryl Newman and I was the photo editor at the Telegraph magazine for about 15 years um, and I'm now a curator, writer and I'm doing my masters. Ah, yeah. How are you? In? Photographic Arts at Westminster University. Okay. okay. I want to ask you about this process. Do you find yourself giving the same advice over and over again and if so, what sort of thing do you find yourself saying? No, I don't. I give totally different advice to... Depending on the individual person. I'm just wondering if there are certain, um, you know, pitfalls that people fall into which, are, which you know, come up a lot, but I guess not, given your answer. Um, I haven't found it today. Sometimes, possibly, there are. I think sometimes um, websites can look a bit of a mess. I think the way people present work for portfolio reviews can be a bit of a mess and uh, either they present too much they present too little that feels they haven't considered it enough um, the people that present work the best portfolios tend to be people out of college a couple of years when they're really enthusiastic and fresh and they're um, the people that are a bit, bit longer in the tooth I often find that their portfolios are not are a little dated oh really that's interesting because it's almost like the the inverse of what you'd expect expect that you know the, the less experienced people because like you say they're fresh out of college and they're full of uh, enthusiasm but I suppose yeah I mean you know on the other side of it is that the, the people whose folios are not so good are probably a bit, a bit more got more experience so they should be better in a way I think maybe they're at a portfolio review because perhaps they lost their way a bit and they need to like reassess or reaffirm what they're doing and have questions about why things aren't working or how they could work better. Whereas the young, I mean, this is 
a overgeneralization, but a lot of young photographers, particularly now, have great teaching at school. Um, they come out of college with really professional work. Um, they're contemporary, they're really relevant with their subject matter. They're very, yeah, they're, they're bright, you know. There's, I've had a couple of great ones today, actually. Give me an example. Lewis Kahn. Okay, tell me about him. Beautiful work. Shoots analog, which I love. Um, shooting on film, uh, medium format, very sensitive, beautiful colour. He shot a lovely story in Cuba um, on a bizarre firework kind of thing. Um, but was very youth orientated and another subject he's been artist in residence at I think it's Kensington and Chelsea Hospital in Fulham Road um, where he's been working with you know really sensitive subject matters but making very beautiful poetic really nice portraiture and he had a lovely approach and I had to immediately introduce him to two other people because I wow. think it was great yeah so that just goes to show that it does work you know this process if you if you've got good stuff to show you know it, it can happen and what and what do you look for I suppose as a sort of editorial person you're looking for stories do you or are you kind of more open to whatever comes up well I'm not editorial anymore right I'm but not. you're steeped in that world yeah. Historically, I come from a fine art background, so I, I suppose I'm interested in both gallery work and and work, which is primarily, you know, I, I was at Telegraph for a long time, so yes, I've got an editorial hat. But um, at the moment, um, I'm looking for work that, well, specifically for people that I might want to work on my farming project, plus I'm... I'm uh, also um, curating a photo festival in 2019 in India and we're looking for very specific work for that so plus um, well I just like to keep in touch with photography you know at grassroots level and who's emerging and yeah. catching up with people and just feeling relevant and being in a space with lots of people who are you know as involved and obsessed with photography as I am it gives me a buzz and I like it so yeah. good to know thanks for chatting Carol. My name is Anne-Sophie. I'm based in Shanghai, okay. China. My name is Rebecca Reed, and I'm based in London as well. What have you come to Photo Meet primarily for? Are you are you're obviously you're showing work to people, and what's the goal? I guess just to find like maybe a little bit more clarity in the depth of the wood when you get lost, and people can point you out the weaknesses and the strength maybe in your work that you cannot see that easily yourself. What's the best feedback you've had so far? Anything that has really kind of been of interest to you that you hadn't considered? I, I think it's always like, like I was telling her that it's the, you know when you go to the um, the dentist and you have a toothache and he's like I think you have a cavity and you're like yeah I kind of saw that coming so it's nothing is like super revelatory where you're like oh wow this is but I think it's more like a more you know like a confirmation of what you already had a suspicion of what the issue might be and just kind of like they pointing a couple of things out that yeah, kind of yeah. like just clarify it even more yeah so you can no longer then um kind of live in denial of yeah. the things that you Hi. already know yeah 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 <laughs> who, who have you guys spoken to who have you spoken to um i will have eight ultimately so i met with um people from mother harper's bazaar vogue esquire um 
I'm trying to remember the FT magazine, wallpaper magazine, yeah. um, FT, how to spend it, and grey. Okay. And I guess it's sort of the first stage in a, you know, it's not just you come here and then that's it, but you then you can then cultivate those relationships, kind of. It's starting a conversation, yeah. 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 Emily McBean from the Sunday Times magazine. Hi, Emily. Hello. Um, tell me a little bit about the person you just um, did a review with. I've just seen Lavinia Casaburo, um, who's a fantastic photographer has a great sense of style um, she um, she's someone who's who's worked in film previously so her work very much works like film stills um, rather than uh, reportage which she's trying to cross over to um, uh, she's someone who needs to figure out what she wants to say in her work but her, who shoots beautifully and um, and as someone really to watch really it's quite exciting to sort of see someone's work unfurl and, and, and I'd be interested to see where she comes you know what she comes back with in, um, in a year or two or, or a few months down the line what were the weaknesses though um, she's just uh, what not focusing on particular projects or I mean, I mean in terms of weaknesses I, it, it's not a word I like to use particularly but but, but you know the frustrations from your point of view that, that, that she's perhaps not um, fully you know um, making the most of it I mean, she's someone who's young and energetic and um, engages with, with her subjects beautifully. I think she maybe needs to just gather some confidence and trust in her instincts as a photographer to pursue what she sees in, in the work that, um, and that everyone else can see as well. Right, so yeah, needs a bit of courage maybe. She needs a bit of courage to jump off the diving board into the pool and get on with it because I think she's got a lot of, of good things to say. Right. Um, and her work is, is I think it's going to be important. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm going to find her and talk to her. And thank you for talking to me, Emily. Oh, Okay, hello. Uh, I'm Lavinia. I'm Italian. I'm from the south of Italy. It's four year, uh, four years I live in London, and I basically have a background in uh, in video, music video mainly, and motion design. Uh, so I worked a lot in advertising and commercial for video, and it's less than one year that I'm stuck on uh, on street photography mainly. Okay, I just talked to Emily McBean, who I think you had a review with, and she was very impressed with your work, I have to tell you, and that's why I wanted to talk to you. Are you having generally good feedback? Um, till now, this is the first real moment where I showed my work to experts, mm. in the meaning that uh, till now I was always keeping this for me as my really personal moment in the day and in the life to do my things without to have any other interaction or um, with other people and I, I felt that at some point I needed to uh, show my work to someone to because they can understand much more where I am in what stage I am and what I need Mm. to know and because I yeah just opened something in this moment and I'm working working in this direction but I need to mm. yeah I wanted not, my mom said always yeah your picture are great but my mom is my mom yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't trust your mother but um, what advice have you been given I mean for instance what did Emily say because she she made the point that you know that you you know maybe you needed to um, 
kind of be courageous and just go for it and, and have more confidence, I think, in, you, in your stuff. Did that strike you as a kind of good piece of advice? Yes, she got me straight away and this is incredible in the meaning that you need to find the motivation in yourself. This is the main point and you need to really believe that your works are, are good, not just because they're good, but because you need to keep going and keep exploring, keep doing. And yeah, I mean, I, I like my stuff, but uh, I just feel that I need to still work a lot. And, some, and, and I'm not shy with people at all. I just shoot a lot and straight to the face of the people. I don't care. But in, in the same time, uh, I need to do more. I need to do more and I need to explore more, maybe, that approach. Yeah, and just get some work done. What are your um, goals then for your photography? So you have been working in video, basically. That's been how you've been earning a living. Do you want to transition into working professionally as a photographer? Uh, totally. I think it's, it's one of my goals, but at the moment the main goal is to find myself and fi find my fi find my real point of view uh, in this. I don't. I don't. I completely avoid the the state of mind of doing something that can be sellable. Sellable. I don't think that is correct. Sellable. Yeah, sellable. that's right. Sellable, yeah. <laughs> because uh, this is gonna completely ruin the approach that I'm trying to have. So yeah, this is for sure a goal that I wanna reach, but without the idea of doing something that can be sellable. Right. I think you've already figured out some important <laughs> stuff there. So, well, thanks for chatting. It was really nice to talk to you. I hopefully, hopefully I'll have a look at some, I'll get to see your work uh, later because I don't know what we're talking about at this stage, but I just wanted to, 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 to talk to you because, um, you know, Emily said that she was impressed. So you must be doing something right. Thank you so much. Thank you for chatting, Amazing. Lavinia. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. See you later. My name's John, uh, John Tonks. Um, a British photographer and I uh, live over in Bath in Somerset. Have you come over to London to kind of specifically to do this? Yeah, I, I see it as a really good opportunity to, you know, come into London and, and see a number of people all at once and, and then I'll disappear off back into the, the southwest afterwards. I wanted to talk to you because uh, I, I bumped into Sarah Pascoe yesterday who was one of the people doing the, the review. She's, she's from BBH, I think you spoke to her. Yes. She was impressed by your work and uh, she, she singled you out. And so I just wanted to, you know, talk to you, kind of see how it was from your perspective. But you, you are, you know, already quite established. You've done a book with Darry Lewis, who's, you know, one of our kind of most respected photo book publishers. Just tell me about the book project. The book is a, a body of work that I developed over probably six years. It was something that started when I was studying photojournalism. I went out to Ascension Island to have a little look at what life was like on a small outpost that you know belongs to the UK. And it snowballed into a project that saw me travelling out to a handful of these islands that belong to the UK, yet majority of people that you might speak to here wouldn't know anything about them. So it, it became a nice insight into what life is on these places. Mm. I mean, I, you know, kind of, I guess everyone's getting the same question really, which is that what, what's, um, you know, what's the goal here for you to doing these reviews or what's your, you know, what's the motivation for you? Because you, you aren't someone who's looking for advice early in their career. You're, you're kind of further down the road than that. I think sometimes there's a bit of a misconception about meetings like this. And 
coming to something like this is an opportunity to meet interesting and important people and when you come to any kind of review meetings anything along these lines it's like going to Arles or going to you know Paris Photo or uh, any of these events you you meet people and you start conversations and sow seeds that develop into things in, in years to come and, uh, and for me not living in London every time I have a meeting with somebody here it's a sort of 70-80 quid train fare or even more depending on what time we're meeting so to come in and meet six eight people you know over one weekend is actually a real benefit for me because it means that I can have lots of conversations all at once and then and then go away again people come to portfolio reviews for a variety of different reasons when you go to somewhere like Houston Photo Fest it's a bit more glaringly obvious when you go to an event like that that you have people that are people that are there for advice about a body of work that they've just finished uh, people that purely there to sell prints and it, it's you know it's it becomes a some strange kind of meat market almost and there are people that are there that are there to network and sow seeds for the future everybody has their own reasons for it personally I you know at the moment I'm in a position where I've just finished a large body of work that I'm starting to talk to people about coming to these events whatever level or stage you're at in your career it, you know can be important mm. Uh, if, if anything, just to see Mimi running around and mopping floors. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice sight. There was a problem with the toilets, just in case the listeners need to have a picture of that in their head. <laughs> Mimi grabbed the mop, you know, he's, he's, he's not beyond just getting down and dirty with those kind of tasks. Well, thank you, man. That's great to get that perspective. Thanks, John. Nice to oh, talk to you. Good to meet you. Pleasure. Right, I've got Simon Bainbridge. He edits the BJP, British Journal of Photography, which is, for people who aren't UK-based, is our foremost um, photography magazine. Um, so, Simon, what, you're kind of in a category of your own here because you're not, you don't commission anything, you're not an agent. What um, are people who are coming to see you to show you work? What, what do you think they're after? Are they, are they looking to, you know, get into the magazine? Yeah, it's one of two things. So there are people often at portfolio reviews, not just to me, but pitching. You know, for, for many people, it's just pitching their projects. Right. Um, but I, I would say pretty much everyone I've met today is looking for feedback, is looking for guidance, is looking for a bit of a snapshot of where they fit in, you know, to to contemporary photography. You know? Right. So they're talking to you um, basically as someone who gets to see a hell of a lot of work, and exactly. so you you know you've got a perspective as as just a you know a person who spends his his time steeped in seeing yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, and I think on a very base level, as a professional who works in photography, that is all I am. I'm just someone who looks at lots of pictures, and therefore that's why my judgment counts for something because right. of, because I spend all my time doing that. Right, yeah. right, exactly. What kind of thing um, catches your attention? Is there any way you can kind of articulate that? Well, I suppose what catches my attention is something that is, stands out from what everyone else is doing on a really basic level. So it's originality in some way? It's originality or uh, some device or some kind of uh, you know, visual signature. I'm always looking for, for authorship, essentially. Um, and I'm looking often along themes. The magazine has, has different themes as well, so people that can fit into that. Um, but, you know, someone who looks at photographs all the time and very sees very disparate projects, you know, by all kinds of people, not just here, but I go into colleges and all sorts of places, mm. you know, those moments of surprise are quite rare. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, but but you know, I've been giving an example today. I've seen quite a lot of street photography today, which sometimes I struggle with because it can be quite generic and it's its own little ghetto street photography, isn't it? You know, street photographers are their own biggest critics, and um, and it's quite hard to talk to someone about how street photography can be elevated and work in a different sphere. And one example I give is a French photographer I met at a portfolio review in France a few years ago, and she had this encounter. She was making photographs on the street generally, but she had this encounter in Moscow where something happened. I think someone was stabbed in front of her. She helped this guy back to his house. His parents called an ambulance, and half an hour later, she wandered into the street feeling, you know, pretty dazed by the experience and found herself a few hours later just lost and realized she hadn't taken any account of where she was or time at all and started making photographs and when she looked at the photographs days later they were remarkable photographs and in her portfolio are these amazing pictures that look somehow unaffected by any of the photographs and she used it as a device so she started going back to Moscow she got a flat with six Russian guys purposely didn't learn any language they didn't speak any French she'd wander about Moscow for 24 hours and only when she was completely you know, like completely lost mentally, did she start making photographs? And so, it, so being lost is a kind of device. And I've been talking to people about, you know, how you can use those kind of devices to, to maybe make unusual work, but also work that challenges you as a photographer. Because the, the hardest thing, I think, is for people to sort of break out of what they're, what they're good at, what they're comfortable at doing, and how they can find uh, their own challenge rather than having an idea completing it exactly as they thought they would complete it and, and not really having any kind of challenge along the way and not progressing because of it. So. Right, yeah, so you might want to try and um, pr pr create some surprises for yourself as well as, you know, yeah. your eventual audience. Yeah. So what are the mistakes that you see being made repeatedly? Are there any particular ones that come to mind as far as how people present the work goes? Well, in terms of the way people present the work, one mistake is to worry too much about the presentation, you know, to have fancy, you know, boxes and things like that. I mean, I have seen some wonderful presentations of a great Italian photographer who's made a suitcase with all these cutouts and it perfectly fits her and her work. But in general, you don't, you know, have to show, you don't have to have fancy portfolio cases. It's just the work that we want to see. But, you know, is it good to have a breadth of stuff or is it nice to see one particular project or you know can it be any way you like it can be any way you like but you've only got 20 minutes generally and um, there's usually only room to see one or two bodies of work I think often someone doesn't respond to that work so it's always worth having maybe some other work that you can whip out you know some people are very good at portfolio reviews and can suddenly surprise you with something totally different in a tiny little book they've got in their pocket but in general I think it's it's um, yeah, focus on perhaps not even just the work that's most finished, but the work that you're currently making and that you're thinking through and you really, you know, need, need some help and direction or, or to see if it's actually, you're getting any response from an audience with it as well. So in terms of the, the BJP, I mean, if people want to attract your attention, um, you know, like what is the best way to, to, to approach? Yeah. Well, there is no perfect way, but the, the best way to approach is by email, uh, to have a fairly precise few sentences about the work and about yourself, a few examples of the work, and maybe a link to some more as well, or a PDF or something like that, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and to follow it up. And it's, it really is, like anything, a matter of right time, right place, because it can be great work, but it just doesn't 
fit into a thematic work. So. Yeah, yeah. So if someone if someone catches you, you know, and they've got something appropriate for the theme that you're considering, then they could get lucky just because they're you know it's the right place, right time. Absolutely, and I think that's not just in BJP. I think the opportunities for emerging photographers are often group shows or festivals, and of course they are think, thinking thematically. They're looking for work that complements the other work or contrasts with the other work they're already showing. So, um, so persistence, getting used to rejection, obviously, is, is, is just a part of anyone who's in an art or freelance career. Really, you know. Simon, brilliant. Thanks for chatting. Really interesting. And go and have a beer or something. You've yeah, had a long day. You deserve one. <laughs> Cheers, Simon. So here we are at the end of the process. It's been two full days of fairly hectic activity and constant um, portfolio reviews. And um, those are now finally over. So it is time, certainly for me, to have a beer and um, you know, enjoy the evening and do some socialising. And it's been a very interesting process and I'm glad that I came down to check it out and it's given me a good sense of what the whole thing's been all about and I hope it's given you some sense as well I'm so sorry I wasn't fucking recording all of this you're supposed to be a pro Ben that's a trouble I'm not I'm so not oh my god Laura I'm so sorry and that was beautifully uh, articulated Oh man, I'm here with Laura Elton Tawi. She's about to do a presentation of her beautiful new work, which is um, Beyond Here Is Nothing, which she's done a, an amazing book of. And um, I hope a lot of the small voice listeners will search it out. In fact, it's got its own dedicated website, beyondhereisnothing.com, right? Yeah, I always like to create a dedicated website to my work because I feel like the website should reflect the spirit of the work. Yeah, 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 and it's a great idea. Yeah. Especially when you made a kind of really lovely book. So, you were telling me, before I actually bothered to turn the recorder on, um, kind of essentially where, where the title came from. Yeah, so the title Beyond Here Is Nothing is actually inspired by a Bob Dylan song, which is Beyond Here Lies Nothing. And, you know, the intention behind both is quite different, but, you know, Bob Dylan has been with me since my time at university in the States. We used to stay late nights in the lab working on images, and he'd always be playing in the background. So, I'm a huge Dylan fan. But basically for me, the title really has two dimensions. One is about beyond here is nothing and reaching a place where you're completely satisfied that you don't want to go anywhere else. You've reached the spot where you're, you're happy within yourself, but also with the place. But it's also about a place where you completely feel stuck. You're seeing darkness. And within that darkness, you see nothing outside of it. So in a way for me, it's the two dimensions of emotions that in many ways, I think I was going in and out of in the process of making this work. And for me, a lot of it has to do with the idea of home and trying to find a home. And I use home very abstractly. And within this work, home is a very abstract notion. It's not about a physical place. Home is about an idea. It's about a smell, a sound, a memory. And it's also about feeling at home within yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's multidimensional. So to what extent is it a book about loneliness? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I think a lot of it has to do with loneliness, actually. And increasingly, as I talk to a lot of people, you know, increasingly we live in a world where there are no borders and people are outside of their natural home. So I think this idea of loneliness carries a lot of weight within a lot of us, but it's not something that we feel very comfortable confronting a lot of times. And for me, even now, I feel 
not entirely comfortable talking about it sometimes because it's a very vulnerable state. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, it's quite brave to put yourself into that, that level of vulnerability to start talking about these things. It's quite stigmatized. Well, people say that, but it, it worries me a little bit because I don't want people to see it as like a call for, for help. Like, hey, this is about, I'm saying this, you know, I need to, it's not about that whatsoever, but I think through my work, and through my photography, it's my mechanism to communicate things that I can't articulate verbally necessarily. So it's very important for me to use my photography to artistically reflect on that and be honest about it and confront myself with it. So it's very important for me to say this and this work and yeah. to talk to people about it. And it, it, it's been bringing out a lot of really profound conversation, actually. Yeah, because, you know, as an artist, it's your job to sort of acknowledge these things which are much more universal than, than we, uh, you know, acknowledge. And then, therefore, you know, start that conversation. And also this kind of slightly, um, perhaps, rootless feeling that you have as someone who's of Egyptian heritage, but you're born in England and blah, 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 you know, all those things. So you're exploring a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, that, uh, that has a lot to do with it, you know. It took, me, it took me a really long time to get to this place. I think it took me a really long time to actually get to know myself and to know why I feel the way I feel. And there was always the idea, oh, there must be something wrong with me that I feel this way. And, you know, you talk to people and there's, there's oneness in these ideas. And I really love this, that within the, all of these notions, that usually make you feel alienated somehow, there's actually a connectivity, you're connected to other people. And I really love that. Yeah. And I think this has actually given me confidence to bring that work out there and to feel less weird about it and to feel less weird about saying I'm lonely because there's no darkness there. It's just being honest about something that we always express and I'm not lonely all the time. I have a life that's really full, but it's really important for me to know myself yeah, 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 yeah. and to confront that. It's a book that metaphorically says what I'm trying to say with my images. And this is what I really want to create with my books. Create books that are experiences. Yeah. Um, and so I hope that this book does that. I, I, Mimi's calling me. Yeah, well, you've got to go and do your thing. And what's the name of the trumpet guy, Kevin? Kevin, Kevin Davy. Davy, yeah. Davy. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna, I, I met Kevin through Mimi. Tonight we're actually, this has not been rehearsed. This is going to be completely like a jam. I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. There's room for mistakes, but the mistakes are going to be gifts. They have to be embraced. I have no idea what's happening, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, man. I'm looking forward so. to it. Yeah. I'm glad you're in the crowd. I'm going to look at you when I need like a safe place, oh, well, safe that's, person. Uh, well, I'll tell, I'm you're very one flattered. of my people in the room. Thank you for chatting. It's great Thanks, to talk man. to you. It's always it's nice to talk yeah, to you. you Thank too. you, my friend. Good luck. See you. I feel like if I dig my hand deep into my soul, I will find nothing. The awareness I'm experiencing is unspeakable. Faces change when we meet. Is there solitude reflected in mine? sounds like the most sinful confession to me.
it then. Band is still playing, but I think that's pretty much me. And um, that was Photo Meet 2017. Hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.